1: Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to the Hand Sell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked That's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's Hand Sell is "Real Men Knit" by Quana Jackson. And I am cheating a little bit here. This book came out.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done at though really unluckily, she finds courage at the bottom of a liquor bottle. When she drinks, she's bold and funny, and as pledging intensifies, so does Blake's drinking. Thanks again to Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds for sponsoring this episode. This past summer,
1: so it is by no means actually backlist, and we try to talk about backlist on this. Little mini podcast, but I'm breaking the rules because this is a romance that is about black and brown love and joy and community, and it felt really timely, and also I'm reading it right now and loving it, so for all of those reasons, I am cheating today, and that's what's happening. Before I get into my recommendation, let us hear from today's sponsor. Okay, so as I said, this is a romance, and it is about a... Young man named Jesse Strong, who is the adopted son of a woman named Mama Joy. She has recently died, leaving him and his brothers really, you know, bereft, first of all, but also in charge of her very beloved knitting shop, which is located in Harlem. And they are trying to figure out, you know, what do they do with this knitting shop? They've all sort of done their own thing. And Jesse has been the least, shall we say, directed. He has tried lots of different things, stuck with very few of them, is still living at home with Mama Joy previously, before her passing, and, you know, dating around, not really seriously seeing anybody, just kind of doing his own thing. And he has really not stepped up to any particular goal or direction in his life, And so when she dies and leaves the knitting store sort of in limbo, he feels like this is his moment. He really, he knows how much this knitting store means to the community. He knows how much it means to him that he had this place where he could come, that he found this adoptive mother who has been so amazing to him and his brothers, all of whom are adopted. And he just feels like her legacy needs to be carried on. So maybe this is the thing that, like, is going to give direction to his life. So he convinces them after, like, a big family fight to let him try to keep the knitting shop open and in business and the only reason his brothers agree is because a long term part time employee, Carrie Fuller, has said that she will help. And Carrie has been sort of like the girl next door. She has found refuge from her own difficult family situation at Mama Joy's and kind of was like a sister to them. She was always around when they were growing up. You know, they had that very classic sort of sibling relationship, hair pulling, teasing, you know, fighting, et cetera, et cetera. But she was always welcome in the store. And she knows these guys really. Really, really well, and she has a great attachment to the knitting store, and she doesn't want to see it go under. She herself has just finished her degree. She works at a community center for children, and she's trying to figure out, like, okay, what's my next step in my career? But she's struggling a little bit to find that next step, and and she feels so connected to this knitting store. She doesn't want to see it close, so she agrees to help Jesse, who she has had a crush on forever. Uh, she agrees to help him, you know. Try to get the shop up and running again before she moves on to her next big thing. And Jesse is starting to realize that, like, oh, maybe Carrie is more interesting than I thought. He knows that she's not the kind of girl he usually goes after. You know, he's had a lot of flings. and. He hasn't been particularly attached to any of those girls and women, so he hasn't felt too bad about not following through, which, like, P.S., as a reader, you're just like, ugh, he's a little exasperating in a lot of ways. But Carrie, you know, he's like, she deserves better and I can't do that. Everybody will murder me if I mess with her. So like, hands off. But of course, this is a romance. We know that that's not what happens. I will say this is a very slow burn romance. It's I'm on like chapter 19 and they've only just made out. And that's more than halfway through the book. So if you like like a real quick, me kind of romance, you're going to have to wait and slow your roll. But it's so worth it because this book has just such an amazing sense of family and how complicated and messy family can be, but how also they really are there for each other. And I love the community feel to this as well. There's this elderly lady knitting circle who just descend upon the store and, you know, give advice and are sort of like a Greek chorus of, you know, the neighborhood uh, getting their noses into things and telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing and keep an eye on everything. And there's the kids who come into the store, you know, of all genders looking for knitting projects and a place to call home and a refuge from their own troubles. And the book also really shows the racism and gentrification issues that Carrie and Jesse are struggling with. You know, there's buyers looking for properties in Harlem, but, you know, they wouldn't be from the community. The stores potentially wouldn't be for the community. And the strong boys are all multiracial. They come from different backgrounds. And you see them experience different varieties of struggles because of that. And you see Carrie struggling at work. You know, there's a white woman in charge who, like, probably shouldn't be. And it's just like microaggressions and cultural appropriation all over the place. And so I love how this book weaves so many different parts of the experience of that neighborhood of these people into it and gives you something that does ultimately feel so cozy and satisfying and fulfilling and of course what's not to love about like a hot flake boy you know who's ready to get his act together and the a plus student slash girl next door who gets the guy like that's a fantastic premise at least in my book and yeah, I think it's it's a must read right now, honestly, for so many reasons. So, again, that is Real Men Knit by Kwana Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can email us at, getbooked at bookriot.com either with your recommendation requests or feedback or whatever. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love that. Um, you can find us online in between shows. I am primarily on Instagram these days at iamgenirl, That's spelled I-A-M-J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And we'll talk to you next time.